0: We come to show you love, so let me show you. Whether you my nigga, my bitch, or I don't know you. Going off, a show you love, so let me show you. Don't have to come into shit and make me blow you. Wait, that came out wrong. It's the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse.
1: Hey, what's going on, man?
0: Action-packed show this week. Yeah, never a dull second. Gonads in full force.
1: Oh, geez, in full effect. <laughs> 2017 in, in full effect. We got one album review and a uh, movie. Review. Well the movie we'll be talking about later on the podcast is Bad Rap, a documentary about Asian American rappers. It was uh, Indiegogo, we believe. And uh Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I just Indi- found the
0: page. I just found the page.
1: Okay, awesome. Well in any rate, uh it was funded, so that's great, and we got to see it, and we'll be talking about it later. Um and we also got Everybody by Logic <laughs> is uh the album Oh no. Already chuckling. <laughs> so the movie focuses primarily around uh, four Asian-American rappers, uh, Dumbfounded, Aquafina, Rex Dizzy, and Lyrics. But it also does a good job of kind of presenting a the involvement of Asian-American rappers throughout the history and uh, the foundation and the evolution of rap as a genre. So it even presents some, some cats from, like, Way back, like, early 90s, kind of around the time of uh, gangster rap kind of starting off.
0: Yeah, there were, like, some uh, DJs from, like, Cal- Cali that were, like, apparently blowing up the set back in the day. Like, Sprite was trying to get some rappers to do something, and they auditioned for it, and they didn't know that they were Asian.
1: <laughs> you really can't tell on the thing. I mean, more, more often than not, you really can't tell.
0: Exactly, and so when you hear, like, New York accent, your brain automatically goes, black rapper. You know?
1: It also, uh, towards the end, shows the evolution of the rappers uh, focused on in the documentary, because it was filmed over a two-year time span.
0: Yeah, yeah, they have like a two-year, like first they show them at the beginning, and then they show them two years later, it's like, how have you done? And it's so interesting because... You know, <clears throat> I think this documentary does a good job of like making you care about them. We're sympathizing them, we're seeing their journey and we're and you know, throughout the whole movie they tell you that yeah, rapper uh, Asian rappers always have to deal with the stereotypes. You know, we always have to deal with like people not taking us seriously. It was cool to see cuz like you remember the Ritz thing from last year? It was yep. like,
1: what? I was thinking about that.
0: Yeah, was was he in that? Was he in this movie? I, I think it before.
1: I think it was made before that happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, I I just remember thinking about that and, you know, thinking about love. Like, what Asian people are gangsters, And this movie was just kind of like, you know, actually, like, there are some dudes that will fuck you up, but it's just... Not within the hip hop narrative to believe that or whatever, you know what I'm saying, and so these guys are kind of like bucking back against that and and just showing like variation because they're not all the same type of you're not all the same type of cat. Aquafina is very different from Rex Dizzy, who's very different from Dumbfounded, who's very different from lyrics, you know what I'm saying?
1: yeah, lyrics is more like Christian kind of dude Aquafina is more like quirky and kind of does that like novelty well, I don't want to say novelty, but I mean the the main song that they were.
0: What's the My Vag? Yeah, which which is a takeoff of the My Dick song. So it's just kind of like, yeah. But, um, and then you have Rex Dizzy, who... He seems like... He seems like he would probably be the one who blows up because he's he fits most in with what's kind of happening now. It's, like, just weird enough to be different, but it's still kind of like... You're still, like, having chicks booty shaking in the video. You're still kind of... Do- you know what I mean?
1: I feel like dumbfounded could be the the one to kind of take off or like maybe be featured on other people's stuff and get known that way
0: well see i've seen i've heard him around for years but it's always been like the underground sort of circuit you know what i mean
1: yeah i think the first time i ever heard of him was in battle shit like it wasn't album cuts it was uh it was rap battles and i was impressed with him there but then yeah once i started listening to the singles or whatever it wasn't really for me you know, like every so often you'll hear rappers like uh, Supernatural, who you hear and like, oh my god, this dude's freestyles are amazing. And then you listen to the album, and it's like, eh.
0: Yeah, it must really be a different animal to go from freestyling to writing a song, because it's like, for me, like I'm hearing them like, the lyrics are obviously there. They're obviously really clever. What happens when they sit down to write a song? Like, I don't know what it is.
1: I guess it's because you gotta, like, focus a whole song on one thing, and it's like, well, I'm good for, like, two bars.
0: It's not purely about insulting someone, because when you insult someone, it's, you know who the person is, they're right there, and you're insulting them. It's hard to translate that into a song when it's, like, you know, the, the battle raps are mainly for making this specific person feel like shit. When you're doing battle raps that are, like, general... Or, or you're doing song topics. I guess it's just a different animal, you know? So you follow Dumbfounded, and his journey is honestly, like, the most endearing because, you know, he's been around the longest. He has the most prestige of all the rappers. And then you see that final scene. Well, not the final scene, but, like, the really big scene with the battle. And it's like, the consequence dude is, like, making all the fucking Asian jokes. Like, all... He's, like, hitting all of the beats of just, like... Asian joke here. Oh, you guys look alike. Oh, you make wonton, uh, wonton soup or whatever. Oh, you uh, eat cats. And it's just like, and Dumbfounded just has to sit there and be like, yep, the 435th thousandth time, I still have to deal with this shit, you know? And it's, uh, there's something about watching the whole journey of these guys and seeing the humanity of them. And then seeing this shit still fucking happening to them in goddamn 2016 with having to deal with the racial shit. It's just like fuck man like you it, 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 it's really geniusly worked the way this movie kind of uh the way this movie plays out and specifically because like it, it's an interesting sort of dynamic when it comes to you know asian people in a black genre right because like you know a white guy in a in a rap battle with a black dude he can't make black jokes, <laughs> and you know why. You, you know the high, the bigger narrative that's going on as to why that's not cool. But with an Asian rapper entering into a battle with a black rapper, the black guy can make these Asian jokes, but I guarantee you, if Dumbfounded started making black jokes, this shit would be a rat.
1: LGBTQ across the board, um, overweight people, there for whatever reason kind of looked at as, like, acceptable targets for jokes, and it's weird, Asian people as an ethnicity is also kind of lumped in there. Like, we're still not to that point. And I think it might also be, because of something we talked about on the podcast before, about how people don't really seem to care so much about Native Americans, it's because, like, we don't see them as, as often.
0: Yeah, there's just no visibility in hip hop. I guarantee you, if we said, and it's not like it's not like Asian people don't listen to hip hop. We fucking know they do. <laughs> it's just there's no real big figure out there to be like, no, it's it, here's this thing that is for you too.
1: Yeah, like it really comes down to representation and someone being able to identify with it. Because while I would love to hear an Asian. American Rappers story and whatever I'm sure there are plenty of people you know black white whatever really wouldn't be able to Sympathize with the story and it wouldn't really connect with them, you know Unless the songs had a completely you know like the message was completely irrelevant and removed from From the race if it was just about you know, whatever Then maybe that might work better, but there's so many people like like we've been talking about recently fucking Joey badass uh, Kendrick with damn logic for fuck's sake logic these people they focus so much of their work on who they are and it's like if you talk about other stuff then yeah it's kind of seen like a novelty song it's like it's, you know, like if you're trying to be funny you know is that really going to be like a top 40 single that people are going to play over and over again they're going to listen to it once they're going to laugh they're going to move on they're going to they're gonna forget yeah, about like it like I
0: said it happened with Rich Chiga.
1: Absolutely. People heard
0: the song, oh, it was really cute. People didn't even stick around for the remix with Ghostface Killer.
1: Yeah, people were already gone by then. It's so weird. And it was the same thing with Psy. He had that follow-up with fucking Snoop Dogg, and people did not give a shit. They were already gone. <laughs> I don't want to talk too much shit, but they brought in the uh, Far East movement, who I never would have considered fucking hip-hop. Yeah, I was like, but...
0: Ugh. <laughs> yeah, The second
1: I saw them, I was like, are you fucking kidding me, the goddamn... Far East movement, but yeah, they they got them, they got Jen in there, uh, Jin. I mean,
0: it's really sad, it's really sad, but I think they are the first, uh, Southeast Asian, uh, artists to have, like, a top 40 hit in, like, 30 years.
1: Oh, yeah, and it wasn't at all because of them.
0: Yeah, I know, but technically, Far East movement is important <laughs> it's just like god damn it yeah, like god damn it
1: with with aquafina there's so much focus on my veg and with rex dizzy there's so much focus on um i don't even like god bless america or whatever it's called i forget the name of the song but with dumbfounded it's like his whole career is being discussed and it's like okay I get who this movie is really about because it even, like shows, it even shows the rap battle at the end like we were talking about. There's so much more focus on him. And I'm not saying that that's like to the detriment of the filmmakers because, I mean, he is the most recognizable name. So why wouldn't you do that from a marketing standpoint? But, um, yeah, I, I think it does a really good job of mixing it. Like, it doesn't feel like the dumbfounded movie because it does so much jumping back and forth between the four of them that you get a really good story and coverage of all of them.
0: I, I will say, okay, so do you remember the part where they they show uh, the, these, like, industry cats their videos? They asked someone, and it was like, do you have a favorite, like, Asian <laughs> artist? And he was like, oh, no, I mean, you know, I don't. And it's like, have you listened to any? And they're like, he was like, I, I, I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, they're, like, judging it and criticizing it, and I was just thinking, I was just like, but it it, it it especially gets to you because you've been following their journey and you care about yeah. them at this point. And it's just like these guys who don't know anything about them and they just go like, man, that's wet." It's just like, come on,
1: man. Yeah, it's, it's only because you know them. <laughs> yeah. But because honestly, like if you never had heard it before, there's a good chance you'd be like, ah, I'm not really feeling this. But yeah. you want to show it more love because you've seen their struggle.
0: Yeah, and these guys have no idea. They're just like, they're just like, oh, look it.
1: The film is called Bad Rap. Check it out. Successfully funded Indigo project. Great watch. Great documentary. Great story. Great uh, for anyone who's interested in hip hop at all and want to hear about you know some behind the scenes shit. Uh, anyone who just wants like a sort of like feel good representation inclusion type story. I think it does a really good job at that. It's got its funny parts. It's got its touching parts. It's really well made, really well edited and filmed. Uh, hats off to everybody involved. It's a really, really solid, uh, solid finished product. So yeah, just keep your eyes open for it, because I'm not exactly sure where it's going to be. I know they're doing the physical copies for the backers, but I'm not sure when the official thing is going to be or if it's going to be on any like streaming things, but keep your eye open.
0: Was there anything you wanted to talk about this week?
1: Not particularly, besides, uh, possibly briefly the ICP thing.
0: Yeah, so, that happened.
1: (laughs) In the video, you got Shaggy, who shows up and dances, spits maybe half a verse, gets kicked out. You got Violent J, who, can I just give it up? Did you notice the weight loss on that motherfucker?
0: Yeah, no, I was like, holy shit, like, he's back to 90s weight, bro. I mean, I know ICP normally
1: wears baggy shit anyway, but shit's extra baggy on his ass now.
0: Yeah, but uh, still, first of all, just rapping over the six foot, seven foot beat, like, people have laid waste to that beat, like, six years ago. You know, like, I understand they're doing the insane, like, this song, this classic song, but with insane clown posse on it, but it's just like... This song specifically, I remember everyone had their little fucking freestyle on it back in like 2009 and shit.
1: Well, see, here's the thing. I really like that beat, so I don't care. <laughs> I <didn't
0: mind. laughs> it was just like, to hear it now, it was just like, oh, you're you're still doing this? And then it was like, oh, six foot, seven foot, parentheses, seven foot, eight foot. Like, I don't know what that <laughs> the fuck was that supposed to mean? I thought they did an okay yeah, Job. I, the the problem was because I like how they twisted like the first uh uh the first lyric of each verse yeah. intimated about something else. I was like, oh that was kinda cool. Um but I I I didn't like how like it felt like he was ever so slightly off with the flow. Like this was rushed. Like it's not like he didn't have time to put this shit out. <laughs> it's not like, oh, we need to hop on this before people forget the six foot, seven foot beat.
1: We touched on briefly or mentioned that there was a a kind of like a miscommunication between ICP and Tech Nine, but apparently ICP and Twisted have like a legit falling out.
0: Yeah, apparently it happened in like 2012, and it's really getting amped up now because he made this uh, diss track, and it was just like, like I didn't even know about this shit <laughs> until I heard this word on the, uh, the 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 Juggalo streets. I don't know in Detroit, whatever. Uh, is that uh, Violent J is holding the L for this shit. Really? Like, nobody, like, you go to even insane clown posse, like, like, Juggalo websites, nobody's digging this fucking, uh, diss. Like, they might dig the song, but they're just like, nah, man, why the fuck are you dissing these guys?
1: Wow, that's nuts. I got a quote from, from that article from, uh, Jamie Madrox of Twisted. He compares the split between Twisted and ICP as a divorce and says, uh, will be the cordial parent and say, that's fine, if you'd like to go to the march with your with your mother, your father will be over here, we've got the new soda and chips that you like, we're, we're, whenever you're done, we're not mad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw
1: that. Like, they're, they're fucking over there, cool as ice, not at all affected, which, I mean, that that's great, and I'm proud, you know, I'm, I'm happy that they're over there, like, you know, just not unfazed, but dude, who the fuck's talking about Twisted?
0: Well, see, you know what's funny? Uh, Gmo Ski. He came out these motherfuckers lives because as soon as I saw this, the second thing I saw was this video, well, not a video, but just a song with him eating an arm for some reason. I don't know what's up with that. Uh, called Pull Your Resume by Gmo Ski. I'd never heard this cat before, but apparently he released this song, like, not even, like, 18 hours from when the original disc came out. <laughs>
1: You know, for a dude who says It's okay if you're gay He really focuses on that Yeah, <laughs> As if that's really something That's supposed to ether him Like, I mean, overall, you know I think that's a way better diss Than the fucking ICP one Because that one was kind of disjointed And it was a little hard to follow um, It seemed like it was, it was one of those disses That tried to also double As like a possible single Which, I don't really know if that's something ICP should really be concerned about
0: his singles in
1: 2017, but uh, yeah. I like that they got a feature like the fucking uh, Lil Wayne track had Corey Guns on there, and and he kind of mimicked the the style a bit, like, like he did some speed rapping in there.
0: No, it was pretty cool,
1: but uh, I was feeling him until he threw his fucking hat off, <laughs> dude. I was like, I'm not trying to oh, talk oh. too much shit. That dude's hair though,
0: <laughs> look like fucking uh, Beaker. <laughs>
1: He was looking a little silly. I'm just saying. The, the diss track,
0: yeah, it, there was one too many focusing on just, oh, you're gay, you're gay. But then when he sort of explained it in the second verse, I kind of got it. Because it sounded like he was actually exposing, like, something that happened. If it had just been about that part, like, kept, kept that part to that part saying, like, hey, you're actually, like, closet gay because we know about this thing that happened. You know, then it it'd be like, okay, you're exposing him like that. But to just be like, the whole first verse, just be like, ah, you're gay, you're gay. It's like, well, okay, but I figured we kind of knew by now that that doesn't really fucking matter. And then he even tried to, like like you said, flip it like, it's okay to be gay, just don't lie about it. It was just like, well, then that should have just been the message instead of, instead of picking on him for supposedly being gay all throughout. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> it's like fucking saying every single person that's closeted. Like, he's coming for you because you're lying about it. Especially in hip-hop, like we were talking about last week. It's not exactly the fucking genre that's the most receptive.
0: But I think the the point about this is specifically, like, because hip-hop's you know, supposed to be about being real. It's like, well, if you're a real rapper, how come you haven't, you know, been who you really are concerning this? And, of course, there's, I mean, there's basically the problem of, like, well, because being gay hasn't been accepted for most of civilization in America. <laughs> you're gonna have to give that one a pass. Like, come on. <laughs> but, you know, but, that, but, you know, when you're making a diss song, it's not exactly about being nice.
1: <laughs> it was a bit all over the place. Like the original.
0: Yeah, but... <laughs> so very suiting. I mean, these guys aren't exactly the masters of lyricism. <laughs> no, it's
1: like... I was, I wasn't all that impressed when I saw the psychopathic cipher, but it was serviceable. You know, I'm not expecting greatness from the label, so, eh, you know, decent disses are okay. You know, I'm not going to expect too much more, or gripe about it.
0: Yeah, not everything needs to be the Hall of Fame, you know.
1: Right, and it's not exactly a feud that I'm going to be following very closely. (laughs) Tomorrow, I'm not going to give a shit about this.
0: Yeah, I don't need to know about Magic Ninjas versus Psychopathic Records. Dude, watch tomorrow. That'll be, like, all over the fucking evening news. (laughs) And all that brawl took place between Psychopathic Records and Magic Ninja productions.
1: Fucking Trump leaked information to Shaggy too dope
0: (laughs) Dude, I wouldn't put it past. I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put it past him.
1: We weren't supposed to see that Trump had ICP in the Oval Office and if it <laughs> weren't for the photos printed on Fagolovers.net, we never would have known. <laughs> and now he's telling him shit and now we're realizing that Magic Ninjas M- Magic Ninjas, might not give him any intel anymore because of Dude, it.
0: He can't be trusted. That, that's why they're doing the march on Washington in September, bro. Dude,
1: that's true.
0: They thought it was all good and then now there's a problem. I'm just saying, there's no other fan base that's doing a march on Washington. You'll see the Katy Perry fans doing a march on Washington. You know, that's true. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure her base is much bigger. He could have had a bigger impact.
1: What are we gonna get first? An impeachment or a picture of Trump in uh, Juggalo makeup?
0: <laughs> I mean, dude's already a clown, so ah, uh, low hanging fruit. He, but he I'll already go for has it. the makeup on.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You just gotta draw a design into it, and you're good. So, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in a while, we're reviewing an album that was mentioned numerous times in the comment section of last (laughs) week's episode. But don't count that as a request. It's not a request. We're gonna do it anyway. But, um, yeah, everyone's talking about Logic. I saw a thing on Twitter... I don't know if it was dead-end hip-hop or maybe somebody else was uh, presenting the question, is Logic top tier? And this was before I listened to this album. Before I listened to this album, my only insight on Logic was that he posted a video on Twitter where for his wife's birthday, he hired, I don't want to say a full orchestra, but it was a whole bunch of like people playing instruments on their front lawn playing the theme to curb your enthusiasm to wake her up. And I was like, all right, this dude's funny. I can go for that. I don't know what his music is going to be like. And here comes this album, and it's not at all what I expected. Yeah, you said you got a lot to say. I'm going to let you start because there was a good bit about this. We got the Spotify um, lyrics and the quotes from the genius thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if there was ever an album that didn't need to be explained line for line it would be everybody by logic this is some of the most on the nose literal stuff (laughs) why do I need a dude saying hey you know this is about coming from a mixed household every other song I know (laughs) I'm not trying to downplay your struggle or your story but holy fuck dude I got it.
0: Oh my God. So, uh, on everybody's song, he goes, uh, uh, to explain it, he goes like, the hook is just about unity. I think we live in the era where some ignorant motherfucker can be just like, what is this all I've shit? Fuck you mean dog? Chill out with it. This is beautiful. And I'm just here to say that everybody has experiences and everybody has highs and lows and this and that.
1: The fuck did that mean? I'm so glad. Yeah, did we really need that? Did we have to read that?
0: As a songwriter, you should have a better explanation than that. <laughs> you know, like, you shouldn't sound like a kid uh, who, who's who been asked to, 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 to read about this piece that he was supposed to have read up on last night. Just making it up as he goes along.
1: Dude, I picture Logic in the Genius Studios just sitting there like, how many more times do you want me to go over this? <laughs> like... <laughs>
0: On Twitter, I said, I feel like either he doesn't know how to simplify shit, or he just doesn't know what he was trying to say in the first place.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, like, I can I, see that.
0: I, I know artists try to express the reality as being lost in a crazy world, but dude really sounds lost in his own ideas.
1: Yeah, which you don't really get that in the song. The The, the songs are very concise. Uh, the message is loud and clear. Um...
0: Uh, I would say, like, okay, the the scenarios are very clear. His explanation about them is kind of a little muddled.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: It. You know what it is? It's not that it's muddled, it's just very... Like, for someone who's talking about, like, I've had to deal with race relations all my life, he does not sound like he had to deal with it all of his life. Yeah. Like, he does not sound like he has had to think about this for a long period of time, even though... He's talking about it as if he has.
1: And like I said, that's not to downplay his
0: experiences, but it's just downplaying Uh, the way he... ...expresses it. Uh, Okay, so we have Hallelujah, and can I just say, the skits on this album, I really enjoyed. i possibly enjoyed them more than the songs. Like, I, I honestly, listening to these skits honestly made me think, like, couldn't we have just made the album about, like, this?
1: And here is where... We differ.
0: (laughs) Really? You're the motherfucker who was like MC Chris. Oh, I can't wait to hear these nine minute skits with talking to fucking Freddy Krueger. (laughs) Dude, honestly, I would take that over this. No. I really enjoyed this. Because, think, like, all right, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a really good idea that comes up on this album. And just listening to it unfold, I was like, oh my God, that's really cool. That explains the album title being about everybody. And I was like, that would be so cool if the album was about like, he's going through this experience and then it sort of unfolds in another way as well. It was a waste
1: of good Neil deGrasse Tyson, in my opinion. I I wish he would have been used better, especially for such a hip hop head. Maybe like be featured on a track or something. But the skits! The skits are bad. You hate the skits? Meandering. I don't like the skits. You're right. Just for a way an album is formatted, this is a, I was going to say a pet peeve, but no, this is a major gripe that makes the album really hard to re-listen to. When you got these skits as parts of songs, that's annoying. Like halfway through, there's a track where the skit is just the skit. It's like a four minute thing. And it's just a conversation between this dude and Neil deGrasse Tyson, and that's fine. But when you got, like, the intro track and the outro track, where half of the song length is made up of skit, you're not gonna re-listen to that again. And it's, like, on the same par as as, like, two or three of the songs on this album. He just fucking talks for, like, two to three minutes, and nobody... Nobody is not skipping over that part <laughs> and, and even comparing it to MC Chris again. and I don't even re- I don't even think that I was going to be comparing logic to MC Chris this much. But here we are. <laughs> he had a song on his album on mc Chris's album about dealing with anxiety. He was able to cover mm. every single horrific detail about his anxiety through lyrics. Why? Yeah. Why, why, why do we have to sit through a three-minute song about your anxiety, and then another three minutes about you just talking about it at us? You know, I deal with anxiety. It feels like this. I'm sure it does. I'm not saying it doesn't. But why couldn't you present this in a more artistic way? Man, I'm just saying this for you. I'm saying this for everybody. I'm sure everybody the first listen through really got something from that. The second time through, as soon as that fucking last verse or chorus ends, they're skipping to the next track. No one wants to hear
0: that shit twice. I don't like that. The, for the first three minutes, okay, so first of all, we have a magnificent chorus that that starts us off. Mm. Like, you can't front on that chorus. That chorus was great. We're talking
1: about the intro track?
0: And, uh, no, 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 to Anxiety. Oh, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. And he's kind of goes like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make you feel this way. Oh, boy, I'm going to make you feel what I feel so much. And for the first three minutes, he kind of does it. He's just saying how he's about to make me feel this way. And it's like, it doesn't really matter as much if you're not actually going to do it. And then, like, halfway through the track, oh, there was no verse that was actually going to tell me he was just going to talk.
1: Wait for it. Wait
0: for it. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like, you know, you have the medium of rap to do that. You didn't have to just talk, you know? And it would be cool if we did this once. But like you said, it happens multiple times. Like, camp was cool. The way camp ended was cool is because he's been rapping this whole time. Now we get a story at the tail end, but for him to keep doing that, it felt like dude rap, like, Oh my God, there are so many of this. Can I just tell you, I got so fucking sick and tired of fucking, uh, uh, now let me, let me see if I can. Oh, I think I know where you're going. I
1: hope I, I hope we're on the same page.
0: I am so goddamn sick and tired. of oh, listening Photoshop. To this Photoshop. Hot huh? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick and tired of him doing the I'm saying something that's really important then I'm just going to repeat it instead of rhyming it and then do that again and then just repeat smaller parts of that phrase. Like Oh! Because literally every time I I hear a line that's about to do something cool, he just ends up saying the fucking line again. Because I'm expecting every line to be about something cool. Then he just ends up, ends up, ends up, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Say 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 thing again. And then he doesn't rhyme it, and then he just moves on to something else. It's just like, stop fucking doing that! Like what? it literally sounds like in the writing process you had no idea what to fucking rhyme with it, and so you just moved on.
1: What I thought you were going to quote specifically was the, um... <clears> oh,
0: you mean, the way he says, everybody, everybody people, everybody cool, everybody dope. It's like, dude, if that doesn't sound like Kendrick Lamar...
1: That's, that song really, as soon
0: as you mentioned that, that's all I could hear. <laughs> dude, when I first heard, you know, like, the first thing I heard about Logic was that he sounded like Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. You know, and when I went to the album, I was like... I'm not gonna assume that. I'm just gonna go in and listen to it because like every artist deserves, you know, their chance. Hallelujah, I didn't get that. No. When this fucking second track came out, I was like, okay, you're doing this on purpose. Like the everybody cool, that's exactly how Kendrick would say that. You know what I mean? And and the beat that sounds exactly like, alright. Why is everyone trying to sound like alright? Because it's happened with the Joey Badass album too.
1: Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> you're right. It really did. <laughs> that
0: song must be really impactful.
1: The part I thought you were gonna quote specifically was the, uh, How could her mama mislead her, and her daddy just leave her, and, like, ever and never when a a magician pulled a lever. He repeats that five times in a row! And that's not even counting earlier in the song, where he repeats the chorus three times in a row. Dude, this song! And on it just says, yeah, man, I, I repeated the I repeated the verse three times in a row. It's one of the best verses I think I ever wrote. That doesn't oh, mean you have to repeat it three times.
0: Dude, if we like the fucking verse, we'll listen to the song again, you dumb asshole.
1: Dude, I was looking at the length on Spotify and I saw it was 12 minutes. I was like, please don't tell me that this is going to keep repeating for almost 13 goddamn minutes.
0: I can't. I can't do it. Like Like I said, the first time I heard it, it sounded good. And then I was like... Wait, was that a chorus? Why is he repeating that? Is he going to like change it halfway through and It's like, oh no, he's just, he's no. just repeating these three verses. Why is he doing that? Why is he doing that?
1: Because man, he's really proud of how it sounds. Oh my fucking God. You need God. to hear it six
0: times. Oh, this is a Jamaican dance hall, dude, where you do it a short eight bars and repeat it. It's like a full 16 bars. It's like, why does he keep doing this? I liked it the first time. I'm hating it now.
1: He's really great at making me like a song at the beginning <laughs> and halfway through wanting it to be over so fucking bad.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. I wanted to like this album. So me bad. too. Like, I'm really listening. Because I'm like, wow, you know, people don't tackle these topics. And I'm glad that he's doing it, but he's not. I hate to say he's not doing it right, but god damn it there's a better way to do it okay when he was talking about anxiety and dealing with mental health you know what that should have been the focus of the album because when he did that i believed him and i was like yeah i'm with you on this you know what i mean uh the 1-800 whatever the suicide hotline song i was feeling him on that anxiety when when he was telling the story if that would have been like the only story i would have been feeling that you know because it sounded really good. And I really felt what he was going through. The other songs, it really felt like he heard someone else doing social conscious records and he was like, well, I gotta make one too. Because I'm half black and half white. So, so my experience is gonna be even that much stronger. But it's just like, he was just paddling in circles trying to figure out what the fuck he wants to say. And there was one point, I feel like he should have had the one song where he addressed it and just been like, hey, have whatever your belief is, just don't kill each other, okay? Like, if that it that felt like that's what he really wanted to say for the whole album. What he really wanted to say was, "I know I can't stop uh, the way you think, but can we just start with not killing people?" That would have been a cool like, "Hey, if that's all you had to say, then just say that." But it felt like every other song he had to say, "Oh, uh, if it was seventeen, seventeen, Black Daddy, White Mama, it wouldn't change a thing. Light skinned motherfucker certified as a nigga." Da-da-da. It's just like, "Uh oh," and then like, "Okay, yeah, that one lyric where he says, um." He had a cool lyric He was like, um, In my blood is the slave and the master. It's like the devil playing spades with the pastor. Good lyric. And then he goes, But he was born with the white privilege! Man, what the fuck is that? White people told me as a child, as a little boy, playing with his toys, I shouldn't be ashamed of black. And I was just like, what? Wait, what? Hey. Huh? Were there situations where it advantaged you to look as light as you do? You yeah. know what I mean? Right. And it feels like it feels like there might have been, but he never wants to specifically say that, because if he does he might make you lose sympathy for him.
1: Yeah, and I really would have liked if there was a song that was honest about that and did fucking go into that and, and then by the end of it be like, hey, look, but I'm addressing that... Exactly. ...a lot of people aren't as lucky and fortunate as I am. First time I saw him, I thought he was white. Yeah, me too. When I watched that video of him and his wife and the band and the fucking Kirby Enthusiasm shit, I thought he was white. Yeah. So as soon as he said that, like, I'm half white, half black, I was like, oh, okay. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, the whole album's gonna be about that? Oh.
0: <laughs> okay. And it just could have been handled so much better by someone who was, who, who was a lot smarter about this. And and there were so many points where he could have done it. He talks about how he basically hates his mom and dad because, like, his mom was racist and his dad, like, walked out on He wasn't there, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, that's really interesting. And, like, there were parts where he said, um, you know, I hate that I... That I'm white or something like that, where it it sounded like he was about to get into, you know, because I'm black, or or no, because I'm uh, black, I feel like I have criticisms for black culture. But because I'm also white, I feel bad for having those criticisms because it just feels like the hatred that my mom had. Mm, Yeah. If he could have tied that together, that would have been like, oh my god, that really is conflicting but he never brought it all the way to that point because it felt like he was kind of scared to really say that. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. it felt like he kept, he was dancing around the circle of it, but he just never fully said it. You know what I mean?
1: You know, I I like when albums break up, you know, the, I don't want to say monotony, but yeah, I, I will. Um, of one topic or whatever, bring in some levity, maybe, you know, tackle a different topic. But boy, oh boy, was there not the, the, how am I going to say this?
0: Are you talking about the Juicy J track?
1: The fucking Juicy J track. (laughs) I'm just going to add a context. All right. This is the same song we are. I'm just trying to live my life. I'm just trying to do what's right. I'm just trying to gain insight. I'm just trying to sleep all through the day. And get up at night. I'm trying to do it right. Can somebody show me the light? Okay? Let me skip down to Juicy J's verse. I'm gonna quote this as is, so if anyone wants to give me shit, you know, I'll I'll accept that. Stupid fake ass out here, man, you know what I'm saying? Getting extorted and shit, you know what I'm saying? Fuck y'all man, perpetrating ass, dumbass motherfuckers, man. All on the gram, all on Snapchat with that bullshit. Kill yo motherfucking self! Kill yo motherfucking self! And tell yo bitch to slob on my knob.
0: Yeah... Especially for an album that had two tracks about mental health. To have a song saying, kill yourself! What? But I try to give him the benefit of a doubt. It it's like, maybe he's using him to, like, make a point about something, right? You know, Ugh. like, like hey, rap this materialistly verse, but I'm going to be talking about that, you know? But the point of the song was to be like, oh man, all these other rappers are faking and fronting. Not me. I'm totally, completely. It's okay when I talk about gangsta shit. Just like, what? You're missing the point, I think, dude.
1: And can I just extra point out how the song fucking ends, which is just, it made me so mad.
0: Whenever a song fucking congratulates itself.
1: Yeah, you hear Logic and fucking Juicy J going, yo, I'ma keep all this for the album. Oh, they're gonna love that. They're gonna be like, aw, fuck. (laughs) That was exactly what I said when I I saw
0: Juicy J on the track listing. Ah, fuck. Oh, uh, then we have Killing Spree, which, like I said, interesting topics. He just doesn't know how to tackle them. Yeah, Killing Spree, which I thought was going to be about, like, uh, oh, it going to be, like, someone who's, like, killing people because of, like, race or something like that. Mm. But it's just, like, it's the typical, like, oh, there's real shit going on in another country, but you don't care because you want to watch your favorite TV show. Uh. It's just, like, first of all, we've already tackled this topic, you know. It's fucking done to death. I would have appreciated it if it was done with a little bit more nuance. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, I understand we need our distractions to help us keep on with life. But, you know, sometimes we let those distractions take over and we don't really care about things that could matter. You know?
1: Like the fucking Katy Perry song.
0: And then his message is also kind of weird because he's like, um uh, he's like, blame it on black, blame it on white, blame it on a gun, blame it on a Muslim. Everybody want to blame him, blame her, blame it on the motherfucking killing everyone. And it's like, I feel like he's trying to do the, uh, the, the, what's the word? The, 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 the middle ground guy. He's trying to be the middle ground guy. It's like, yeah. well, the problem is just, uh, just get mad at that one individual person who killed someone that because that's the only problem he had no outside culture influencing him. nope, just crazy.
1: It's not part of a bigger picture or anything a bigger problem. It couldn't be systemic. no, 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 let's just focus on this one incident and take it one at a time.
0: yeah, everyone's just anyone who ever does anything bad, they're just a uh, what's the word they say for whatever it's a white gunman a uh, lone wolf. <laughs>
1: I I gotta go back just for a second with Killer Mike because in one hand I thought that was a really great spoken word piece on the other hand I was disappointed that it wasn't a verse yeah um what I thought was funny it made me laugh was that when you were on Spotify and you're reading along to what Logic has to say when he's talking about Killer Mike's part he says I had Killer Mike say this because I know people would listen so you didn't think people would listen to you (laughs) they're listening to your album (laughs) and you're not above spoken word outros to your songs you've done it twice yeah it's not like you're you know it's not like it isn't in your mo you've done it you'll do it again (laughs) but i understand yeah i mean killer mike yeah i was really interested so i made sure to listen because (laughs) i like killer mike but what like the the fucking the logic Behind that
0: didn't make sense. Oh, but we all know that uh, everybody think the meaning of life is life is everybody, everybody, whoop! Everybody think that the meaning of life is life is life is everybody, everybody, whoop! Everybody, everybody think that the meaning of life is life is goddamn it! And he doesn't even fucking say it! No, what <laughs> ends up happening is he says it's like. a cop out! He says something backwards, and I fucking played it on my uh, movie editor. The thing that he says backwards is ass, pussy, money, weed, the thing that he says on the chorus. Oh, it's just yeah. like, what? What? Uh. What? The fucking, I got so tired of hearing the word everybody. Everybody wanted to tell me what I am, what I am not. You ain't black, you a motherfucking white boy. Just your mouth, do it right, boy, Hey boy. Man, why are you such a high boy? And it's like, you know, it, like, it was almost, uh, it made, it, it's infuriating when someone is almost about to make something really interesting, but once again, it just feels like he's just circling around the block, but never pulls into the fucking house and makes you feel what he's saying. Just like, I'm really angry about this. I don't know how to tell you about it. There was one song where it really felt like he was doing that.
1: There was the one song that I thought started out on message most definitely. I thought it was one of the better ones, but then halfway through, all it does is, um, um, uh, Black people, get up, get up, get up. Black people, get up, get up, get up. Oh, yeah, yeah. He has one verse and then just
0: does a repetitive sort of thing at the end.
1: For the entire rest of the song, just repeats the same fuck thing. It's like, my God, dude. And yeah, then, he has one verse and then like like a bridge and then just a long as fuck outro.
0: And then he has, uh, he, he does this twice. Where he mentions, like, like a bullet to the brain. He's like, I just want to live. I just want to maintain. Like a bullet to the brain. Gotta play the game like a chessboard. Where does the bullet to the brain fit into that?
1: And then in another song, he makes, like, a like a Kurt Cobain reference. Because, of course, he
0: fucking does. Yeah. Yeah. Street's disciple. Oh my, my rap's a trifle. I shoot slugs from my brain just like Co- uh, Cobain. Thank you. Yes, we've already heard that one. Check that one off the fucking list. <laughs> Um, he, he doesn't shoot, he didn't shoot them from his brain. <laughs> his head isn't a gun. <laughs> he shot them into his brain.
1: Everyone wonder why the world's insane, why the world's insane, why the world's insane, why the world's insane. Oh, the fucking repetition. <laughs> you know,
0: I'm okay with repetition if it <gasps> matters. Or if it's not done every second line. God damn. You think this motherfucker was allergic to
1: rhyming fucking words. This one is, and he admits himself, he's not a very political guy. So this is kind of out of his comfort zone. Um, But this is the album's um, almost obligatory, at this point, uh, fuck Trump song.
0: I mean, it's called America. Any song that has the word America in it, it's like automatically people are going to be sucking its dick. Like, oh, it's so political. You know, and and I and I thought it was all right. It was okay. okay. It was good because of the guest features. Um, no, y- you know what? I'll actually give some. I'll actually give some love to Logic here. His second verse was good. I don't know why he had that first verse anyway, because he basically said nothing on it. Um, and I hated the chorus.
1: Hey, motherfucker! I'm real as shit. Everything I'm talking about, real as shit, real as shit. Oh, oh yeah, I'm back in this bitch, and you don't gotta like it, fuck it off my dick. Oh. That's your political chorus logic? I'm glad we got that insightful chorus before Chuck D chimes in. (laughs) And I gotta say, waste a good Chuck D,
0: because his verse isn't even all that good. No, his verse is okay. I I, I actually really love old man Chuck D going, (laughs) Dirty politics never come clean. Can y'all believe this shit in 2017? Like... Like, really? Did we not talk about this shit like 20 years ago? My job's not done yet! <laughs> I thought that was
1: funny. I just thought it could have been, I don't know, written better. Cause it was just like, yeah, okay, I get it, but it yeah, just kind definitely. of seemed like he was just saying- it. And his verse was way too short.
0: Yeah, oh, definitely.
1: As was Black Thoughts. The fucking verses uh, are like, god damn, they're so
0: tiny! Yeah, and- Sandwiched between that horrible chorus. Yeah, like I said, if you're going to make that anthem, make it about what you're talking about, not saying, I spit real shit, I'm so cool, get off of my dick. Like, really? This is the song? The one with Chuck D? That's the one where you want to make it about you still? He kind of talks some cool shit in there, right? Yeah. When he calls out Kanye West, I loved it. He was like, George Bush don't care about black people, uh, 2017 and Trump is the sequel, so shit, I'll say what Kanye won't, wake the fuck up and give the people what they want. Dude, Yeah. thank you, bro. I'm glad he said that shit. I wish it was in a better song, but I'm just glad he said that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and even (laughs) later he says, um, he does your favorite. I'm going to tell you what I need right now. I'm going to tell you what we need. I need my people of color. Don't run from Trump. Run against him.
0: That was cool. I just wish it rhymed.
1: And it's really funny because he got a song like this which says way too damn much. And then he got Black Spider-Man, which the whole point is just like... I'm black and I'm white. Did you know that I'm black and I'm
0: white? I'm really black and I'm white.
1: It's the second to last song. Yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah we do.
1: By now. And like, it reminds me of the song Perfect Dark from Samus. Ooh. Where the song was about representation. Yeah. And you know, like, we need heroes. This one was just, I want Donald Glover to be Spider-Man. Cause I mean, why not? Like what? Th- that's really
0: the overbearing message here? Now you're just making me want to go listen to that song again. (laughs) Good! It's a fucking great song! (laughs) Fucking Samus knows how to tackle a topic. And if y'all come in here and you don't know who we are, you're just coming here for this review, yo, check out fucking Samus!
1: Dude, her fucking EPs made me feel so much more than this whole fucking album did. Oh my god. This album had a lot of promise, and I think that's what's the most annoying part of it. promise. But, like, where Joey Badass, that album had promise and didn't exactly deliver, it was still enjoyable. This it was album, solid. Yeah, this album didn't only not deliver, but it was grading, it was repetitive, it was annoying, and honestly, I would say maybe I wanna say Oh man. I'm having a really hard time with the rating, I'm gonna be honest.
0: Uh I would I, I'm just going ahead and giving it a three.
1: I was thinking about doing that too
0: because it's like it has all the promise and the trying, and you can feel that. Hey, and it has some beautiful music in it. Yes, uh, it
1: does. There yeah. are
0: some songs where I feel like they would have uh, they would have gone a little harder, like Hallelujah. I kept waiting for the fucking drop to happen. Um,
1: I think that's why I was flirting with three and a half for a while, but mm-hmm. then I was like, man, yeah, no, no, it
0: doesn't earn. <laughs> it doesn't earn. The, it doesn't build itself all the way up to get that half. No. Can't do it because there's so many moments where it slips and falls. Yeah. And it sucks because it attempted to do so much and maybe you know, attempting to do so much, hey it's gonna be more likely that you're gonna fall. And I'm sorry that it had to be this way but I'm sorry that it had to be this way but I'm sorry but I'm sorry but I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. I had to had to had to had to had to had Yeah, you find that annoying? Yeah, you're gonna find this fucking album annoying. And, and what's so
1: disappointing also is that it has such an interesting cover. Yeah. <laughs> I hate when albums have really, really good-looking, beautiful, artistic covers, and then the album doesn't reflect it. That is so annoying. Like, you got To Pimp a Butterfly, great cover, great album. Damn. Questionable (laughs) cover. Great album. And you got this, it's like, wow, what the hell is this? Like, it's almost a Last Supper thing, but there's, like, a robot statue. And there's like all walks of life sitting around, there's corgis for some reason, maybe for lol-to-random, I don't know. And then you got a robot in the middle, like like in, in the Jesus seat, and it's like, who's that? Like, why is there a robot there? Maybe that has something to do with Logic's backstory or lore that I'm not familiar with? But there's a lot going on. And, uh, is it like, maybe that's a perfect reflection. Because the album has a lot going on, but it doesn't focus on one thing long enough. It's like, there's a lot going on in this cover. What's the deal with that robot? I'm never gonna find out. <laughs> yeah, why, why is he in the pose like the uh, Adam statue? A woman dangling a steak, a birthday cake. I'm, I'm not writing a song here. I'm just... <laughs> From a a steak, birthday cake, j- Jesus robot.
0: <laughs> hey, this you're fucking rhymed Instead of just starting the sentence and not finish it, start starting the sentence, starting the sentence and not finish. Oh, dude, you don't know how much that shit pissed me off. <laughs> oh, no, I, I do because it, it annoyed me too. When you're writing a song, like because I know that happened, because I write lyrics too, and you come to that point where you can't find something to rhyme with it. So, what would you do? Ah! i don't know I'll just fucking repeat it because there's no way he had that one line and was just like nah i'm writing this line just so i can repeat it it specifically feels to me like he didn't have a fucking rhyme so yeah you know what great topics that could have happened beautiful music but these lyrics man they brought you down and what's weird is that you know you kind of get the, i, I kind of get the feeling that a lot of people thought we were gonna like this guy or like this album that where oh my god and buddy in the when they're like oh man now we're going to play his final album yeah not interested
1: <laughs> well folks that about does it for this week's episode of the going off podcast thank you sincerely for joining us if this is your first time listening consider subscribing to our show on iTunes just search the going off podcast or just rather going off podcast in the iTunes search bar, hit that shiny little subscribe button, and you can get every episode we release as it's released. You't got to do nothing. And if you want to listen to all our back lo- our backlogs, I guess, all our old our back issues, um, they're all on SoundCloud, all on iTunes. You can download them all. Listen to them wherever the fuck you want. Follow us on Facebook twitter uh consider helping us out a little bit on patreon if you have some extra change lying around and for the going off podcast uh, i guess we'll see you here again next week but until then i'm muse
0: and i'm the rap critic telling you to text a friend or relative and tell them you love them i guarantee you they won't be mad and if they are they're probably kind of a dick and you shouldn't be their friend anymore